This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. Hit us up on Twitter, Ty D. Butler, T-Y-D-B-U-T-L-E-R, and on Instagram as well, 800-919-3776 is the phone numbers. No guests today. It is just me and you for the next three hours. So let's get it popping. Let's get the shenanigans going. So it's championship weekend, and my question to you is, who has more to gain today? Is it Joe Burrow or Patrick Mahomes? Then we, when we go to the NFC, what's the better story? Would it be a Niners victory in Route 3 Super Bowl, or is it the Philadelphia Eagles? And I know we have a, a New York audience, so... Uh, to some degree, that can be tainted as far as the answers are concerned. But uh, looking to examine what's the better story. Would it be San Francisco or would it be Philadelphia? By the way, shout out to our guy, RJ Santillo, big Niners fan. Good luck today. Good luck today because if the Niners lose, we know he's going to hear it from uh, Dave Rothenberg on DPHR Rothenberg tomorrow morning. So uh, looking forward to to that game uh, kicking off at 3 o'clock in just about an hour. Tonight we've got the Bengals and the Chiefs and you know so much football to look forward to just our 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 final two football Sundays of the year so that's very depressing then life goes back to normal and you know NBA season officially begins but as we focus on the football back to what I just asked who has more to gain today is it Joe Burrow or Patrick Mahomes because I think this is a very fascinating question as we we delve deeper into it. It it felt like people were just disrespecting the Bengals before the season because all of the conversations, remember, before the year were, all right, the AFC comes down to the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. There was no mention of the team that just went to the Super Bowl representing the AFC. That's how the year started. Cincy was better than both of those teams, and yet somehow no one really was – was involving them in the AFC winning the AFC conversation. They were a play away from winning the Super Bowl and and just got summarily dismissed. So now Joe Burrow has a chance to, in my mind, overtake Patrick Mahomes as the the NFL's best quarterback because if he beats him for the fourth straight time en route to getting to his second Super Bowl and possibly winning the Super Bowl MVP and he's got as many rings as Patrick Mahomes – uh, with the dominance that he has over him individually, how could you not say he's the best quarterback in all of football? What Joe Burrow has has done for this Cincinnati Bengals organization, I mean, the quick turnaround has been tremendous. In the two seasons prior to him arriving, they won six total games. Then he gets there, and they're in the Super Bowl. And now he's got a shot to overtake Patrick Mahomes as the best quarterback in all of football. So would that be the player with the most to gain or is it Patrick Mahomes because now we're looking at uh, a guy who's today hosting his fifth straight can you believe it for the fifth straight year Patrick Mahomes is hosting the AFC title game the fifth straight season and now he's got a chance to become just the seventh player in NFL history to win both the regular season MVP which he's going to win uh what next Thursday he's going to get that award so he'll be this just the seventh player in NFL history to get the regular season MVP and Super Bowl MVP in the same season. He's got a chance to do that. So that's history all in itself. And then on his resume, through five years, we're talking about two championships, two regular season MVPs, possibly two Super Bowl MVPs, and already one of the best statistical starts to a season we've seen in NFL history. So that that is where you start to have the conversation of, you know, legendary watch for Patrick Mahomes.
And I know sometimes we over-dramatize it and we put it all on the quarterback because, yes, they're, they're, there's a defense, there are receivers, there's coaching, a, a lot to do with it. But for the purposes of this conversation, I just want to know who you guys think has more to gain uh, today and, you know, in the next two weeks. If Joe Burrow wins the Super Bowl or if Patrick Mahomes wins the Super Bowl. I'm excited for this game because I think we, we found ourselves in a situation where we do have the four best teams in football all squaring off today. And in the AFC, I always thought it's just to start the season, I was in the minority because I said, you know, since he don't sleep on that team, that they, they can very well get back to the Super Bowl. They started 0-2, and then what do you know, their get-right game was against my New York Jets, and they've been rolling since. Joe Burrow has been fantastic, and had he played the way that he has the last 10 weeks or so to, to start the season, maybe he would be getting some MVP love. But Patrick Mahomes is going to win it. And the Chiefs deserve every bit of praise because, again, I mentioned the fifth straight time they're hosting the AFC Championship game today. And it's it's going to be interesting to see like what happens with Mahomes because last week, you know, you're watching that Jaguars game and he comes out. We're thinking, you know, this could be it for the Chiefs Super Bowl chances because that looked like a devastating injury. Chad Henney comes in and mercifully leads them on a a 97-yard touchdown drive. Mahomes comes in after halftime, and he's able to finish the game, but he clearly looked limited, wasn't as mobile as we're used to seeing him be. And we're thinking, you know, even if he finishes this game, which he did, there's a chance that once that adrenaline subsides, he's going to have some trouble. Listed on the injury report, the MRI comes out the next day. It's a high ankle sprain. And all the Twitter doctors out there are speculating, you know, he could be done for the postseason. And then <laughs> a couple days later, we see him practicing. Didn't look limited. He, he's, he did his press conference. No walking boot. No crutches. He, he's like, I'm good to go. It's the AFC Championship game. So is it going to affect him? Certainly it should. But Patrick Mahomes this year statistically was the best quarterback in football inside the pocket and outside the pocket. Now, you can make the argument that part of him being exceptional in both of those regards go, you know, go in concert because you do have, as, as, a, as a defense, you have to game plan for his ability to be mobile and get outside of the pocket. So there are just too many things that come into play when you're dealing with the likes of Patrick Mahomes. So we're going to see a diminished version of him today having to, for the most part, operate within the pocket. So we'll see, you know, what that means for that Chiefs offense. But I'm not counting him out. That That's a quarterback that I've learned that, you know, I, I, I don't bet against. So I think it's going to be a fun game in Arrowhead. I Listen, I, I will say that I don't have a dog in this fight. I, I would like to see the Bengals win just because I think it would be a, a dope story for them to deal with the defeat last year, losing in the Super Bowl in that heartbreaking fashion and coming back where no one really gave them a shot to win the AFC, and, and they, they go through the Bills, embarrass them in Buffalo, go through the Chiefs in Arrowhead, and then get to the Super Bowl and ultimately beat either the Niners or the Eagles. I, I think that's a great story. And I'm a guy who roots for Joe Burrow. I, I think he's uh, one of the best quarterbacks in all of football, and obviously I, I just mentioned as a chance to, to come, become the best quarterback in the sport. So I guess if I had to lean one way, I, I'm taking the Bengals, but this is 
Well, this is, again, the Mahomes effect. I, I've learned that this is not a guy I'm betting against. So I think we're going to have a fun game today. These are the two best teams in the AFC. By the way, next year, I mean, a- after what we saw, what, ha- what happened to the Bills, and this is just a little aside, uh, the Bills were the favorites to win the Super Bowl, and everyone went nuts about Josh, Hall- Josh Allen and his MVP chances. And-, and all they have to show for it is, you know, barely beating Skylar Thompson at home. So next year, do me a favor, media, don't put them in the same conversation as Kansas City and Cincinnati. Like, these are the, the two teams. This is the class of the AFC, and we're going to get it on full display uh, tonight, and I'm looking forward to it. Patrick Mahomes versus Joe Burrow. I, th- I think these are two excellent stories, the two best teams, so it should be a fun one in our head. And, look, if you're Cincinnati, you're playing with fire because uh, the Chiefs have been there and done that before. That's a team that you don't want to give – extra motivation. You don't want to give that bulletin board material. And they somehow found a way to do it. They're calling Arrowhead Burrowhead. They're doing a bunch of trash talking. And if you don't back it up with a victory today, it's going to look bad on you. And I, and I hear Joe Burrow talking about you know his championship window is his entire career. But when you look at the history with that organization... Uh, that owner's not known for doling out money, you know, to, to retain to retain his players. Joe Burrow is going to get a big payday. Jamar Chase is in line for a big payday. T. Higgins as well. You've got a lot of talent on that team. And, I mean, it's not for certain that we're going to see this same iteration of the Bengals going forward. So I, 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 I'm never a believer in that mindset of you know house money and not that it comes into play here but just generally speaking when people talk about house money house money you're not guaranteed to get back it's so hard to win a championship and no one knows that better than the Chiefs who were in line to do it last year one play away and and came up short so you never know when you're going to get back here which is why this game is so important for the Bengals it's so important for Burrow it's so important for that fan base the entirety of the organization you just never know when you're going to get back here uh, the Chiefs, that that that's like an outlier. They're, they're, they're in it every year. They've got one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen. But as I mentioned, with the history of the Bengals, you just never know. So uh, a lot is riding on this game. I'm looking forward to it. 800-919-3776. What are your predictions? Who has more to gain between Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes? Uh, the game kicking off in a little under an hour. Eagles-Niners. I just feel like Philadelphia has been disrespected. No love for the birds. It just doesn't feel like the Eagles are getting the credit that they deserve. And it won't happen until we hit that crescendo of them winning their second Super Bowl in five years. Because this Eagles team went 14-3, and had the number one seed, and people were like, yeah, I think the Giants can beat them. <laughs> yeah, they're primed for an upset. One of my buddies who, who who does a TV show on Fox said, yeah, I think the Eagles are, you know, more likely to be one and done than to win the Super Bowl. And I'm just thinking, what? 14-3? and What, they have a top eight in both offense and defense? Jalen Hurts, the MVP until he got hurt, no pun intended. People picking them to, to, beat, uh, to, to lose to the Giants, and all they did was beat them 38-7. to and now they're just three points, three point favorites at home against a rookie quarterback. Now the Niners, that's a tremendous football team, and they are led by one of the best offensive minds in the sport, and Kyle Shanahan. He's no stranger to you know being in these big games. San Francisco did, though, come very close to losing to a Dallas team that we know was was severely flawed. 
You know, Trayvon Diggs gets that interception. That completely changes the landscape of that game last week. If he picks off Brock Purdy, it was right in his hands. Dak Prescott, if he just wasn't awful, all they needed for Dak was to be average. If he wasn't awful, they come out of that game with a victory. And then we go back to the first playoff game for the Niners against the Seahawks, a very competitive first half by Seattle staying in that game. Now, the second half, it completely imploded for them. But, you know, the Niners haven't looked unbeatable. I, I know they, they are unbeaten right now. What, what, they've won 11 straight games. In the playoffs, it doesn't feel like they've looked unbeatable. Now, the sample size is shorter for the Eagles, which we've only seen them play four quarters. But I don't know. It just feels like Philadelphia is being a little bit uh, disrespected here. So uh, that 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 is definitely going to be something that, you know, they're thinking about coming to, into this game. So I'm looking forward to that. But I think regardless of what happens today, we are primed for a superb Super Bowl matchup. You go through all the permutations. If it's Chiefs-Eagles, that's great. I mean, two high-octane offenses. Chiefs-Niners, same deal. Two high-octane offenses. Bengals-Niners, tremendous. Bengals-Eagles. I mean, regardless of the matchup you get today, I think we are in for a tremendous Super Bowl, and that's all you could ask for at the start of the season. Just two more football Sundays. That, that's, that is very devastating. But let's have some fun today. 800-919-3776. We'll also get to the local angle, and that is Adam Schefter dropping some news earlier today uh, as far as the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes. So we'll delve into that. Me being a Jet fan, you know I am... I am locked and loaded on that. If I could get my favorite quarterback coming to my favorite team, man, Christmas comes early this year in 2023. 800-919-3776. Ty D. Butler on Twitter and Instagram. We'll be back with your phone calls when we return right here on 9870 ESPN. This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. He is considered to be the favorite for the Houston Texans head coaching job. Uh, He interviewed with the Texans back on January 20th, had been linked to the vacancies with both the Broncos and the Colts. But after, you know, the the, the remarkable, I mean, phenomenal job he's done with that unit for the Niners this year, he's now the front runner to be the next head coach for the Texans. And they cannot conduct a second interview until after the Niners uh, play this game tonight. So shout out to him, man. And, you know, you know, you know, as an African-American man, want to see more African-Americans get these head coaching jobs in the NFL. So I'm rooting for him uh, to get that job. The Texans, I mean, that's a mess right there. Who knows what's happening with that organization? Uh, they need a quarterback. But if D'Amico Ryans can parlay uh, the, the performance he's put together this season into a head coaching job, uh, that would be tremendous for him. So shout out to him. Hopefully uh, he can land at 800-919-3776. We are taking your calls on the championship games today. You've got the Bengals and the Chiefs. Uh, it, that that says, I, I feel like both of these matchups and then the Eagles-Niners, they're, they're as, as close as you can get. And, and I think we just found ourselves really fortunate to get the four best teams. And I'm just going back to uh, a week ago when the Lions first came out, uh, the Super Bowl odds. And it doesn't get any closer than this. Eagles were plus 260 with the Chiefs also at plus 260. Then Bengals and Niners were plus 275. These are evenly matched teams. 
So I'm really excited about the product we're going to get today. should be tremendous games. And, you know, hopefully it comes down to the wire. I don't really have a dog in any of these fights. Again, I, I my predictions are I, I've got the Bengals beating the Chiefs today. I just think Cincinnati's the better team. And I think the Eagles, who have been, it feels like disrespected the last couple of weeks, I think they're a better team than the Niners. So for Cincy to go into Buffalo and dominate the Bills and beat the Chiefs today and get back to the Super Bowl, I mean, talk about a redemption tour. And then for the Eagles, I know before the season there was talk about them maybe winning the NFC East, but did anyone having them getting the number one seed, 14-3, and Jalen Hurts being in the MVP conversation, Nick Sirianni being you know, in the, in the Coach of the Year conversation that's going to go to Dayball, but for him to you know, have his team undefeated at one point, where were they, 11-0, 12-0? So I, I just think altogether we found the right, the, the, the four best teams, and I just can't be more excited for this. Can't be more excited. We kick it off with Anthony in the mail truck. Who wants to say hello? What's up, Anthony? Talk to me nice. Ty, what's going on, brother? How are you? Oh, I'm doing phenomenal, man. What's going on? Talk to me. Nothing much, man. Uh, keep doing your thing, man. You're doing great. Thank um, you, bro. I just wanted to, uh, of course, I just wanted to, um, you know, kind of poo-poo on the Cincinnati parade because this team that they are poking has probably is going to go down as the best quarterback gifted, gifted uh, quarterback to ever play the game. Um, and I think Mahomes is going to go out there tonight and, um, you know, show it where the sun don't shine. What do you think? Yeah, Anthony. So, yeah, Anthony. I listen. I, I, as someone who picked the Bengals to win this game, I did not love what happened this week with all of the trash talking going on. Because look, I get the Bengals. They they are the best team in the AFC until proven otherwise. They were just in the Super Bowl, and right now Joe Burrow I think is playing as good as anyone. But that Chiefs team, five straight AFC Championship games. They've already gotten a ring. They lost in the Super Bowl to the Goat. Mahomes is as good as we've ever seen. I, I just didn't love the trash talk. That's just not something that's sitting right with me right now. And I appreciate the call. That That's just, I, I just don't understand the the need to do that. And if you're Zach Taylor, the head coach, you got to reel that in and get your team more disciplined. You, you can't, I don't know that it's, I don't know that it's going to play a factor, but I tell you one thing, they go out there and lose this game, that's going to become a bigger story. You call an hour head stadium, Barrowhead. Now, I love it as a fan because I think it's, you know, it's how rivalries are created. And in order for, I mean, this to become a rivalry, the Chiefs got to start beating the Bengals. They've lost three straight to them. But it's just as someone picking the Bengals, it's rubbing me the wrong way because I just feel like it's premature, it's unnecessary, and y'all should be locked and loaded and focused on trying to win the biggest game of the season in a place that's tough to win. Lonnie and Harlem wants to talk. What up, Lonnie? Ty, what's up? Good afternoon. All right, now, you was talking about the whole D'Amico Ryan's thing to the Texans. Yes, sir. Now, you know, like you said, like you said, you know, you would love for another African-American to have another head coaching job, but we do realize the two last coaches there was African-American. Yeah, right? Levy Smith and, fired after and one year. And, and you realize both of them only lasted a year, correct? Yeah. Yes, sir. So do we want that for D'Amico Ryan? No. Do we really want that for D'Amico Ryan? No, and no, I have, of course not. And we're talking um, uh, about uh, an organization that right now 
kind of looks like a dumpster fire. Yeah. Getting getting rid of exactly. David Cully and Lovey Smith in back to back years after just one season. Like I mean, the the, the exactly. lack of conviction you have in your head coach to only give him one year when you know there's not a lot of talent on this roster. I understand it. I, I I'm just more so saying Schefter's reporting he's the favorite to land that job. I want to see him get a head coaching job. That's no, all that's you can ask thing, for. Uh, as you said, exactly. As you said, I would love for another African American head coach to be, you know, to be in the NFL. But to me, him going to text to the Texans is almost like a death wish. Like I said, like the last two were African American, and they only both lasted a year. That's true. At this point, like like I said, I I would love for him to get a job, but like. I, I cringe every time I hear his name connected to the Texans because it's like I do not want to see the same thing happen again to him. And it would just be, honestly, the, the NFL would really just become a laughing matter to me if that happens because the last two it shouldn't have happened to, like, and then, it's, and then, then Lovey Smith wins the last game and then, boom, he gets fired. Like, come on, man. It, it's things like that. It's I just don't want to see that happen to another African-American head coach, and that's basically all I really called in to talk about. So, I'm going to let you run your show, and uh, hopefully you can watch the games when everything is over and done with. Thank Shout out to the company. I've done what I've come to done. <laughs> Yo, appreciate you, Lonnie. Really appreciate the call. I, look, I get it. I, I I am just going on you know, the reporting uh, from Schefter this morning that he's the favorite to land the job, and, and me just saying it's something that he deserves. Uh, you know, based on what we saw him do in San Francisco this year, and he's got a chance to win a Super Bowl as a defensive coordinator. So if 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 he's the favorite right now for the Texans, I just want to see him get a job. The Texans situation, uh, look, are they going to fire three straight coaches after one season? Uh, you would hope that they learn from the error of their ways. If you're going to interview a guy and go through this thorough process, bringing them into your organization and believe that they can get you to whatever that next step is, you have to understand it's going to take some time. The Texans, I mean, that 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 is a roster that's bereft of talent. They don't even have a quarterback. So you can't expect them to come in there and produce results that quickly. you got to have and, and, and you know, execute some level of patience. I, I'm rooting for him to get a job. And, you know, would you love it to be a better job than the Houston Texans? Of, uh, of course. But there are only 32 of these uh, bad boys out there. Charles in New Jersey. What's up, Charles? What's going on, brother? Um, I just want to piggyback on the last caller and uh, say that, yeah, I, I have the same convictions you have as far as a, an African-American coach getting a job. But at the same time, we have to start getting choosy about the jobs we're getting. It's, it almost reminds me back um on the plantation, when they would slaughter a hog, you know, the slave master would take the, the pork loin, the bacon, and the ham for himself, and then he would just throw the slaves, you know, the pig intestines and the feet, you know. And then we, being improvisational people, we took the pig intestines and made hog maws and chitlins out of it, made it a delicacy. But what I'm saying is, as far as the Houston job, nah, pass that up. Stay, stay being a defensive coordinator with San Francisco. You're going to the Super Bowl this year after you beat the um, Eagles today, and just wait on something better. You know, that's what we have as, um, you know, black men. That's what we have to start getting finicky and choosy like everybody else. Why go to the dumpster fire that the Texans is? You just said it yourself. They don't even have a quarterback. Um, Look, you know, so why would you want to set yourself up for failure? That's all it is. No, I feel you, Charles. You know, I... Bill O'Brien Bill O'Brien was there. Yeah. He got four or five years, <laughs> you know, to, to to be a coach. And look what he did. He he alienated the two best players he had. Yep, he was you terrible. You know what I'm saying? Deshaun Watson and, and um, 
what was the receiver? Hopkins. Um, DeAndre Hopkins. Right, Hopkins. You know, and that's why that's why Deshaun wanted to get up out of there because of, of Bill O'Brien. Yeah, he was terrible. You know? And um, right, he was terrible. Look, he goes to um, Alabama, has the worst offense. You you have a, a Heisman Trophy quarterback and Bryce Young, and you can't even get the man to the to a national championship. And now he gets hired, a retread by Bill Belichick. I mean, Bill O'Brien is a joke, but he gets retreaded every and always gets a job. So no, I don't think that because what'll end up happening, the Michael Ryan's will go. Sign with the Texans. They'll have a um, a horrible year. Probably win three or four games, and then, like the last two black coaches, he'll get fired. I go by track records. I don't go by what people say. I follow their track record, and the track record of the Houston Texans is they're just anti-black coach. And I wouldn't want D'Amico to go through that. So, if I was D'Amico Ryan's, I would tell him, "No way, Jose." Appreciate the call. Appreciate the call, Charles. Look, I get. It. I I think that because of, you know, how little. There aren't a ton of openings out there. So it's hard to really tell a guy like D'Amico Ryans, who's the, now the favorite to get a job, pass it up and wait your, wait for your shot because you never know what's going to happen. You never know if this opportunity is going to be available to you next year. Ideally, like we would love it to be that way, right? Like you, you get interviewed for a job and you decide, you you know what, this is not the best chance for me. This is not suitable for you know how I see my future and go return to San Francisco be great again, and there are going to be more openings next year, and, and you get to you know have your, your your pick of the litter. But it's just hard to you know these opportunities don't come like that. So like I understand the sentiment, I get it, and I, I I'm rooting for them to you know find wisdom and, and how they handle their head coaches down there in Houston, and maybe it can be better. But it, it it's 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 a tough ask to tell. Uh, a, a young head coach and his first opportunity, the first job that he's offered, pass it up because there's going to be something better out there. Something better may never come. 800-919-3776 as we continue to roll along. We'll get into the Aaron Rodgers to the Jets conversation. Touch on some hoops as well because what happened at the Barclays Center, I mean, if you're a Knicks fan, has to make you nauseous. So we'll talk about that. Ty Butler going until 5 o'clock right here on 987 ESPN. This is the Ty Butler Show. On 98.7 ESPN. Uh, so it looks like Elijah Mitchell, the running back for the 49ers, is listed as inactive for the NFC Championship game today, uh, which is a pretty big blow for that Niners rushing attack. Christian McCaffrey was limited in practice this week with a calf issue. We saw him get dinged up in that win against the Cowboys. He says he's a full go, but I mean... I guess this late in the season, who's not dinged up? But that's that's pretty devastating for the Niners. Now you're asking Brock Purdy to do a little bit more. A rookie quarterback hasn't really had any hiccups. So you're you're wondering, I guess the real intrigue is when he does have that moment where he throws a big interception or has like the bad turnover, how he's able to respond to it. I think Kyle Shanahan is as good as as anyone when it comes to putting his players in best position to be successful and not make those mistakes because all you hear about is, you know, force him to make mistakes. Uh, take away the running game and force him to make throws. Well, that's not really how it works in the Shanahan offense because he's getting rid of the ball in one and a half to two seconds. Getting rid of it to guys in space, Ayuk and, and Debo Samuel and, and George Kittle and McCaffrey. He's got a lot of weapons to work with and once you operate in space really they're doing the damage and then you know three four five times a game he's asked to make a throw and and he's been able to do it so 
I, 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 I just wonder, like, when that mistake does come, how he's able to handle it. He's got four total touchdowns this postseason, which is tied for the most by a rookie in a single playoffs uh, since 1966. Uh, he he's been he's been doing what he's been he's been doing everything that Shanahan has asked him to do. Remember when Jimmy Garoppolo went down, we thought their season might be over, and in comes Brock Purdy, and he's orchestrated a, a 12 game winning streak. Now it's not all him. The defense, number one in football, the rushing attack is as good as it comes, and he's got a lot of weapons. But you got to give him some respect for for doing the job that he has. Joe Wiz, one of my good friends, I used to host a the gambling show with him. You can hear him on Saturdays and Sunday mornings. Uh, he had on the, on the fine line today, he, he's projecting that the Eagles and the Chiefs will be in Super Bowl 57. So if, if you guys want to check out Joe Wiz, the fine line podcast, uh, that's available to you. He's a host here on the gambling show uh, Saturdays and Sunday mornings. So his prediction is Kansas City and Philadelphia. I've got Cincinnati and Philadelphia. I, I think Philly is better than San Francisco. I think Jalen Hurts today is going to ball out. And then Joe Barrow has been the best quarterback in football like post-week three, week four. He's been awesome. So I've got the, the, the Bengals and the Eagles advancing today. Should be tremendous games. 800-919-3776. Back to the phone lines we go. Let's head to the boogie down, the Bronx, and talk to Ray. What's up, Raymond? Yo, what's good, my man? Yo, holla at me. What, is, what it do? What it do? Okay, I'm going to tell you this. When's the next time you're going to get on the radio after the Super Bowl? Are you going to be on there that same week to talk about it? After the Super Bowl, I'm not sure yet. I'm going to be on next Sunday. Okay. I'm, I'm going to be pre. I'm going to be previewing right. the Super Bowl, uh, so I'll be on two right. to five in, in in advance of the Super Bowl. But as far as oh. any post Super Bowl shows, yeah. I'm not sure yet. All right. Well, uh, as soon as I catch up with you after the Super Bowl, I want to let you know my prediction is going to be San Francisco all the way. Okay. I think that I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure they're going to win the Super Bowl. That's my prediction. So when you get back on the air, right after that series, okay, I'm going to say it's Ray from the Bronx, and you're going to know that I was right. Wait, <laughs> are, Ray, are you a Niners fan? Well, no, but. No, the other teams are not my team. Okay, no, I, I, I like no. It works. It works in your favor that you're not a Niners fan because it's it, it means that you're being no, I'm objective. Not. To be honest, no, I'm not. Okay. Yeah, you're right. I'm not a Niners fan. But you're being objective. I'm gonna I'm gonna put my my money where my mouth is on San Francisco. All right, wait, hang on, hang on. Uh, are you a yeah. Giants fan? No. Okay, what team do you root for? I don't think you want to hear it, but. Um, I'm a Dallas Cowboys oh, fan. Oh, you're a Cowboys fan. Okay, okay. Because I, I, you know I'm trying to, I was thinking there might be some ulterior motive. I'm just trying to balance it out. I feel you. But you know what? I definitely don't want the Eagles to win. Uh-uh. <laughs> right. Yeah. So let me balance it out. Yeah. So when I, when I talk to you the next time, I say, Ray, from the boogie down, you're going to say, oh, he's... He's got the results from that from that Super Bowl, and yeah. let let him say that he was right. That's all I want to do. All right, and who do you have? Who do you have coming out of the AFC then? Mm, I, I oh, of course, KC. Uh, okay, so you've got Kansas City, San Francisco. All right, cool, Ray. I look forward right. to I look forward to talking to you after the Super Bowl. Yeah, just, yeah, just don't forget me. So you're I'm not oh, going to wow, forget you. Okay, I will talk soon then, okay? <laughs> All right, man. Take care. I really appreciate it. All right, so Tom Pelissero, a little breaking news coming in, is reporting that the Dolphins have agreed to terms with Vic Fangio on a deal that makes him the NFL's highest-paid coordinator per sources. It's a three-year deal with a fourth-year team option. Fangio, the former Broncos coach, is one of 
football's best defensive mind. So Mike McDaniel gets a really good boost for his staff. And there were some questions because, you know, this week there was, the story came out that Tua Tungavailoa, a month later, is still in concussion protocol, which, I mean, that's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking to hear just, you know, from an individual and a personal standpoint, we hope that he's okay and that, you know, that he's going to be able to, to play football again. But when you hear that a month later he's still in concussion protocol and what was it, his third concussion of the year, that sounds like that, that could be a future that's in jeopardy. So, you know, uh, you know, just naturally we're going to gravitate toward, uh-oh, could this open up a, a, an opportunity for Tom Brady to get to Miami? But uh, the report earlier today from Schefter is that the Dolphins are not expected to pursue Tom Brady. He had previously been leaked to the Dolphins, but it looks like they're committed to Tua Tungavaloa being their starting quarterback going forward. So we do hope, you know, and look, I'm a Jet fan, so I root against the Dolphins, but I want to see Tua play football. I, I don't want to see him injured. I want to see him have to retire or, any, or anything, you know, devastating like that. I, I would love to see Tua Tungavaloa under center next year for the Dolphins and start all 17 games because the way that he, his season ended, I mean, that, that, that sucked. It, it sucked to watch that happen. He was, he was performing really well in a year where he came in with a lot of question marks. Could he be the guy? Could he be the Dolphins franchise quarterback? You go out there and you get Tyreek Hill, and he's putting up numbers and you know through the first six games. Right? Could Tua Tagovailoa be the MVP? And then he suffered all the concussions, and we, we remember that moment where he was down on the field that was just you know awful to watch. So I, I, I hope that he could come back next year and be healthy uh, because that that's just – yeah, that's his passion. That's he's worked his whole life to get to this point, and I want to see him have a long, successful career. But the Dolphins do add Vic Fangio to their staff. AFC East becoming loaded. So coming up, we can talk about is there a quarterback, a Hall of Fame quarterback, on his way to the AFC East? Could be happening before our very own eyes. And boy, would that make me happy. Ty Butler, right here on ninety-eight seven ESPN. This. The Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. Time decision after injuring his back at Friday's practice. I mean, that. Wow. Game time decision. Now, Harvey entertained the idea that this could be gamesmanship, but a game time decision, and that just coming from Glacier just now on the Fox's pregame show. That's that's pretty significant. You're already dealing with Mahomes' high ankle sprain. And he's still Patrick Mahomes, so even a diminished version of him is still pretty good. But Travis Kelsey being so, I guess, significantly hurt to the point where he's now listed as a game-time decision. He has to warm up before we can see if he can actually play in the game. Remember, he had 14 catches last week against the Jags. They had no answer for him. He's their best offensive weapon, and it's not even close. Might be the best tight end in NFL history. This this is potentially devastating for the Chiefs. A game that I think the Bengals were going to win anyway. But if he's limited, because that's the that's the ultimate that's the ultimate mismatch all over the field, like like for an NBA comp. You know, every time you play the Bucs, you know, any anyone who guards Giannis is at a disadvantage because he's a mismatch. Jokic, same way. Like, these guys are just physical freaks. Travis Kelsey, you watch him. He's a, he, he's just 
unguardable for for any defense. And he's Patrick Mahomes, not just his safety blanket, he's his number one target, especially in the red zone. And then late in games, you know, Kelsey's going to come up with some big-time play. And if, and if both Mahomes and Kelsey are both limited, uh, that's advantage Bengals. Uh, so we'll see if he's actually going to play today. I, I, would, I, would, I don't know if there's any shot he's going to miss the game. But for Jay Glazer to say this is a game-time decision after injuring his back on Friday, uh, sounds pretty significant. That game tonight at 640, first game will be Niners-Eagles. Harvey, who, who do you have in these, in these two games? Because you're a big uh, prediction guy. Big prediction guy. I've got Niners, Bengals as my Super Bowl. Until the Chiefs can beat the Bengals in a big spot, such as this one, I'm going with the Bengals, and I don't like the Eagles, so I'm going to go with the Niners. Oh, so that's just uh, because you're just being a giant fan, Homer, betting against the Eagles. It's only been like eight days since we last played. Which is did you actually play? Because that that I mean, I didn't feel like you actually showed up. Thirty-eight to seven, zero points in the first half. You had a meaningless touchdown. Who was it? Matt Breida, or you know, from on a uh, slick play. Did you see that handoff? That one from Saquon. <laughs> oh. oh, well, look. What's the old Derek Jeter quote? If you took the field, you played something like that. Yeah, but that's talking about injuries. Like he, that's that's him saying, "Don't say I'm hurt." Like if if I'm on the field, I'm playing. I'm healthy. Well, look, we 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 had our pride injured at the end of the game, so that probably counts, but. You didn't actually show up for the game, so you're picking, you're picking Philadelphia, you're picking the Niners out of spite. Let's just say you were a Giants fan. Who do you think would win this game? Not who you're rooting for. Who do you think? Who do you think wins this game? The Eagles, because, and this is like the biggest key that I don't think many people are talking about. The read options that the Eagles play is ridiculous because it's either Jalen Hurts taking it, you can get Miles Sanders involved. You can get uh, Kenneth Gainwell involved as well. And their wide receivers block decently as well. Yeah. So that Niners run defense will be tested. They got a lot of weapons, man. Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, you mentioned the backs. He's got a lot of weapons. And if Jalen Hurts isn't compromised, he had 38 total touchdowns this year, including the playoffs, second most in franchise history, which actually would have been a higher number had he not gotten hurt. Uh, uh, by the way, another... Devastating injury uh, update. So it looks like Ray, uh, Lane Johnson retore his groin last week. That doesn't sound great, but he's playing today. Are we sure he retore his groin? He looked pretty good blocking, though. Yeah, football players are just football players and hockey players are just built differently. Just built differently. So he retore his groin. Travis Kelsey's dealing with a back injury, but I, you know, I, this I, I keep saying it because I'm just so giddy. What this this is just a, a great football day. Just a just an absolutely, you know, marvelous football day. A lot of people looks like they're they're hopping on the Bengals. I, I think they're the better team. We we've we've seen it. Like at some point the evidence has to be in what we've seen on the field. And as you mentioned, Harvey, three straight victories over the Chiefs, and I know only one is coming arrowhead, but that includes last year's AFC championship game where, where they were down what, 21 to 3. And then Patrick Mahomes had the single worst second half or single worst half of his career. We just couldn't stop turning the ball over. And then in overtime, we saw that he just had zero confidence. Then the Bengals marched down the field and, and walked off on a field goal. This year in Kansas City, or no, the game was in Cincinnati, actually. This year in Cincinnati, they won. So look, I. I I got to see, in order for me, I, I think the Chiefs, if they were playing any other team, I'd be picking them. 
just because of, uh, of the Mahomes effect. But there's something about what Cincinnati offers. Mahomes, numbers against every other team compared to the Bengals, like he's he, he he's a, a, a worse quarterback against the Bengals than he is against any other team. I think Cincinnati just has their number now. It's hard to beat a, an elite team four straight times, but if if you're in any position to do it, today's the day, right? Like Mahomes compromised, Kelsey compromised, no Tyreek Hill to worry about. I I I think the Bengals get it done, and the type of statement you would make if you're Cincinnati. You lose in the Super Bowl when no one expected you to get there in the first place, but you were a play away from winning. You come back this year, and everyone's like, yeah, Bills, Chiefs, that's the AFC, nothing else to talk about. You start 0-2, look like your season is on the cusp of being over. Of course, you have your get-right game against the Jets <laughs> of all teams. What was that, week three they played the Jets? Beat them 27-12, to and then since then they've been pretty much rolling won their division, get into the playoffs, you beat the Ravens, you destroy Buffalo in Buffalo, then you go to Kansas City and win against Patrick Mahomes, and then you're off to the Super Bowl, and now you've got an opportunity for Joe Burrow to to overtake Mahomes as the best quarterback in football. I got some stats for you if you want to back up his argument here. Let me hear him. 3-0 and against the Chiefs, completion percentage of 72.2. Sounds good. He's passed for 982 yards. Eight TDs, one pick, and he's got a passer rating of 121 in the three games. So he, against the best team in the AFC, he just finds a way to become the best version of himself. So why would that change today? Joe Cool, Joe Burrow, uh, talk about a turnaround for the Cincinnati organization. That's what happens when you draft the right quarterback. You draft the quarterback and you develop him. Now you're one win away from being back in the Super Bowl. Two more hours to come up with right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN.